All right. Episode 21 of the Learn Lead Podcast. Unfortunately, we didn't even talk about episode 20, our 20th episode, Landon. How's everything going, man? Going good. Going good. Yeah, we didn't really get to talk much about it in, in the intro of our last episode. I think we just kind of had the blinders on and weren't paying attention, but yeah, it's crazy. 20, 21 episodes later, crossed that 20th episode threshold. Pretty cool, man. Five months of uninterrupted releasing of content. It's been fun. It's been at times stressful, but it's been really fun. We've been able to network with such amazing individuals. I've I've had a blast. I really have. And it has not seemed like work whatsoever. Not at all. And and we've learned, I mean, I've learned so much. Not Did only you learn lead. And yeah, you know, not only just about how to do all this stuff in the background and how to edit and just just the logistics of everything and just but also just from our guests in general, I've learned a lot. So it's been Hey, what's cool. that what's that stat about other podcasts and like what's what's the the episode threshold that they never really get to? Was it like eight episodes or something that most podcasts fail uh, by? I think it's like I think it's like seven, eight, or nine. Um but the other one that, that I read, and I don't know the numbers behind it, but I know that I think it's like more than 75% of people that say they're going to start a podcast never actually start one. They're, they're always like in, they're in perfection mode. They're trying, they, they'll, they'll, they'll say they're starting a podcast and then you fast forward a year or two later and they're, they're still trying to make it perfect before they put it out. You know, instead of, as Jordan Montgomery would say, building the plane while you fly it, or what was it? Fixing the plane while you fly it. Instead of doing it that way, there's a lot of people that just never lift off. I love that. And, uh, for a second, I thought we were going to fall into that perfectionist trap. I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I think we talked about this in the, in the state of the union. You, you're kind of a, you you want to hit the ground running and you just want to go. And I'm the more apprehensive, like, hold on, let's think about this. Is this the right move? Is this the, what we should do? And I think it's a good balance. So like, yeah, there's definitely been times where you've been stagnant, but there's, I think there's, I think we, we continue to push forward. Yeah. I think, I think both personalities are needed for a podcast like this because you want to grow, but you also want to like, you want to go rapidly, but you also want to make sure you're doing it the right way. And like I said, like you were saying, there's times where I just, I think of an idea and I just go for it and I mm-hmm. I fail at it and I reassess and I keep on failing and I reassess. I mean, it's a game. It's a, yeah, no, it's a good thing. But at the same time, I could also have just saved myself some time if I just sat back and thought about it for a second. We're also just evolving too. We're, we're, we're trying to incorporate a little bit more personality on our end, but not too much because it's about the guests. It's not about us, but we still want to create a little bit of a you know a relationship with our with our listeners and us too, which which I think is a good segue into us talking about I don't know if you want to call them bits or just little uh, tidbits every, every intro or every time we're on the mic. You want to talk about that, Tony? I mean, yeah, we just want to spice it up a little bit and uh, Mm -hmm. we, we don't, we don't do too long of intros because we want to get into the guests and we want you guys to be able to take away what our guests are giving because they provide much more value than we can. And, but we also want to make it a little bit entertaining. You know, this is a podcast and we want to be entertaining a little bit. And so we thought we'd introduce some some types of bits, you know, like today we'll do what we call Land and I are big on sticky notes and we'll do sticky note of the day. You know, that's something like some kind of quote of the day variation. Uh, there's, you know, top five, uh, this or that, you know, whatever it is. And uh, I know the, the inspiration from that came from your boys podcast. You want to plug that in real quick? Yeah. Nikki C and, and Sean Elmer started a podcast called 
uh, High Life Sports Podcast. It's on you know Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well, and it's a little more informal. They're they're talking about sports, talking about life. They're they're testing different alcohol and beer and wine and all types of stuff on there. It's a little bit more lax. Um, has a very barstool vibe, but they they do these bits on there that I really like and I think are a nice little addition to us kind of doing a little bit. So. I thought their yeah. podcast was super entertaining, man. Like I enjoyed it. There was not one time where I was like, you know, and this is their first their first episode. There was not one time where I was like, wow, these guys, uh, you know, this dude, they're they're not seasoned. They they seemed like they knew what they were doing. They they flowed really well. They were mm-hmm. funny as hell. You know, I I I enjoyed that entire podcast, and I'm glad we got the inspiration for the bit. So if you guys are listening to that, thank you guys, and uh, definitely looking forward to possibly collabing one of these days. But let's do uh, and and if anyone has any suggestions on which type of bit you'd like us to do, we're more than open to it. You know, we're not closed minded whatsoever. But let's get into it. Let's do a sticky note of the day. I know Landon's got these great sticky notes everywhere. Hit me with one, baby. All right. So uh, this is a Tony Robbins one. I always remind people there's always two pains in life. There's the pain of discipline or there's the pain of regret. Discipline weighs ounces. And regret weighs tons. You wrote that all on a sticky note? Yep. Not that bad. Not that bad. I got one from one of my mentors. And this goes along for anyone that's really in sales or anyone really in life. And it's really simple. And I really want to remind myself this every day when I'm making phone calls or making connections. I look down and it says, my only responsibility is to fill a need. And that's it. That's my only responsibility in my entire life. I mean, that's it. If I see that someone needs something, I want to be the connector for them, whether it be financial planning, whether it be mentorship, whether it be linking them up with another person that doesn't even gain me anything, but just helps them. You know, that's all I want to do is be able to see a need, identify someone's what someone's lacking in life and help them out. You know, and I think the universe gives back to you huge and we can, we're going to have a nice discussion about that tonight with our book club meeting. We're discussing the Celestine Prophecy. I think we should definitely introduce that to the podcast a little bit, see if anyone wants to join the book club. We got, what would you say, 12 to 15 members right now? Yeah. Yeah. We're, we hit a new book every month and we chop it up once or twice a month and just talk about it and, and shoot the shit. And uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good vibe. Good, good yeah, it's good going. to get around. It, it it gives you that mastermind effect that Napoleon Hill always talks about, and you need that constant reminding of what these success principles are or what we're talking about. You got to keep on feeding your brain with it with like minded people because that's the only way you grow. I think this month we're gonna do the Mamba mentality. R.I.P. Kobe definitely has a lot of good insight that we can take away from. Absolutely. Let's talk about Mr. Chris Gonzalez. What a stud! What, what a stud! Beast. Really happy we connected. He reached out to us on Facebook and he actually, he spoke to Eddie and we're actually going to have Eddie on soon, guys. We want to introduce Eddie and he's- Eddie Cosgrove, baby. Eddie Cosgrove, baby. He's he's an absolute stud. Very grateful to have him on the team and you guys will come to learn. He's a really good guy building his own brand. He'll talk a little bit about that. But back to Chris, Chris and Eddie spoke because Eddie runs the social for us. And we linked it up. You know, we made it happen. He's like, 
he gives me this we I get his phone number, he shoots me a text, he's like, Hey, so this is what I'm doing. You know, I'm a health coach, I'm an army officer, I'm a power lifter, I host a podcast called the Athleisure Podcast. I'm like, dude, enough. You're 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 our kind of guy. We want you on. And he came on and he delivered. Yeah, I think you guys will like this one. Definitely, I mean, he starts off amazing just talking about how grateful he is just to be alive. And he brings good vibes right into the, uh, right from the get go. We could have taken this conversation and it could have gone for two hours. That's how much we could have talked about. Um, so it was kind of hard to select because Chris is so diverse. It was, it was hard to select what we wanted to talk about and just kind of put something, other things on the back burner. Um, and I'm sure you'll, you'll feel that energy from him when you're listening. So Chris, yeah, I, I got, I got to say he's, He's one of those guys where it just really makes you feel good because he's so receptive to our content. He's like, guys, I love what you're doing. He's hashtagging consistency wins to us. He's linking us up with other people. Like you guys have come to see, he linked us up with the the Red Power Ranger. The guys just wants to see us succeed, and we're just constantly networking. We're really excited to have tapped into his network and he, vice versa. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy this one. Reach out to Chris. He's very receptive on social. Uh, any type of collabs that you guys are doing, if you have your own podcast. Or if you want any advice, guys, a stud. Enjoy that, guys. Have a great Thursday. We love you. Boom. This is the Learn Lead Podcast with your hosts, Tony V and Landon Archangelo coming to you with exclusive access inside the lives of some of the world's most successful leaders. All right, we are here with Mr. Chris Gonzalez. Chris is a health coach, an army officer, hybrid powerlifter. He's the host of the Athleisure Podcast. Chris, how's it going, man? Everything's going fine in this wonderful 25th day of June and the day of the Lord. You know, it's just wonderful time this pandemic. You know, it's very controversial what I'm about to say, but I like to practice gratitude in this in this times of chaos. I'm just glad to be alive today. I'm glad to be in your podcast. I'm glad I woke up. I'm glad I was able to move all my hands, all my feet, feel all the range of the emotions, and I'm just ready to try again today. So, yes, thank you for having me. I love it. Eight thirty on a Thursday, blessing our uh, blessing our little chat here, man. We really appreciate you. You're out in Texas, right? Good old El Paso, the uh, biggest city in West Texas that people tend to not know about. Stationed at Fort Bliss, just having a good time. Yes, awesome. So you're uh, talk a little bit about that. You're you're an Army officer. How'd you uh, how'd you get into the Army? How'd you get to where you are today? Absolutely. So there's this program in college called the Reserve Officer Training Program, ROTC. And basically what that does, the the government pays for your education, specifically the U.S. Army. And then you commission as an officer in the United States military. So, yeah, I did that. I attended Marshall Marshall University in West Virginia. And any of my football fans out there, one of the greatest wide receivers that's ever stepped on the field, Randy Moss went to that university and Chad Pennington, but people tend to not care about him. He wasn't nearly as good. Yeah. So I did that. And I am a lo- I am a logistics officer in the United States military stationed at Fort Bliss. And basically what I do is a lot similar. So any of you, any of you business gurus out there, my job, it 
directly correlates to the civilian world. I do a lot of enterprise resource planning. And if you guys ever get a chance to read into what Amazon does, they do what's called just-in-time logistics, which if you're ever wondering what that is, have, have you ever ordered something from Amazon and then it's just there and then they automatically have a restock? It's just kind of keeping that supply chain going. So that's a little bit of what I do in the Army. Try to break it down so it's not nearly as boring. Talk about how your experience has been in the army up to this point. What was your, what what does your career looked like um, on a day to day? What's what, what's everything looking like for you from from eight to five, nine to five, whatever that looks like for you? Oh yeah, well, be um, before you know COVID nineteen, just pretty set schedule in the military from um, six thirty to eight. You do what's called PT, which is called physical fitness. Um, I'm in charge of soldiers, so I deal with them. I and then I work from. 930 to 1700, which is five o'clock. Then I go to the gym and then I do whatever after that before 630, before 630 the next day, whether it be podcasting, working with clients, making connections, sending emails, doing any of that other stuff. So yes, yeah, so I like to keep my, I like to keep those two phases of myself kind of separate. So, yes, I have very structured Army officer, Chris, but then when it's time to turn it off, it's time to turn it off. And, uh, yeah, so basically – and then there's some some instances where we go to the field, and when I use that term, it's kind of like when you practice for football. Uh, before the Super Bowl or before any big game, you kind of want to practice before. So we're just practicing what we would do for deployment. But, um, yeah, that's basically that's basically what I do. I like to keep my time blocked a little bit or else um, I kind of run out of time. and. Uh, yeah, that's a little bit of what I do on the daily basis. So now, outside of the army officer, I see that you're you're a health coach. What what else do you do? Do you do that just online? I'm assuming your time's a little constricted. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I do that. I do that online. I deal with a plethora of clients. Um, also thinking about getting back on the powerlifting platform, but we'll see about that. Um, yeah, I work with a few, I work with a few brands as well to create content, workout content, uh, for brands like ambitious fits, uh, blue line iron, military fresh fitness. They all have really big social media followings. Um, yeah. And honestly, I just, you know, I have a weird training style, you know, some days you'll see me lift heavy weight. I'll be in midair doing some Superman pushups or I'm trying to run a five minute mile. So I just like to have fun with the band. Like, the gym's kind of like my escape here. Where have your travels taken you with the army? I know I have a lot of friends that that have been in the military, and they're they're in Japan one year, they're in Europe, they're all over the place, and 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 they're on their stateside currently. But what, what, where's the military taking you up to this point? And how long have you been in? If I missed that, oh, so I did four years Army National Guard, which like part time. Um, I did that in I did that in college. Um, as far as active duty, not much, man. Like I've been here for two years and then COVID happened and now everything's kind of like halted. I mean, in ROTC, I did some specialty programs or studied abroad in West Africa and France. But uh, so far, not that, not too far. But I mean, it's brought me to this part of Texas. I've never been here. I've explored Arizona, been to a lot, been to a ton of trails and a ton of uh, like wildlife areas. So, I mean... This part of the United States is different from where I'm from in Maryland, and it's really cool. It's crazy. You got a lot of stuff going on. So talk about your podcast. Talk about how this podcast, Athleisure, plays a role in in your entire world right now. You got a lot going on. So how does this play a role? And what's your – tell everybody about the podcast and what it's about. 
Yeah, guys. So I have this really dope podcast, which you definitely should go on iTunes and subscribe, but I'll get into that later. So yeah, so I run a podcast called Athleisure, where fun meets health, wellness, and fitness. And my definition of fitness, it just doesn't have to be physical, as you can see on the array of guests I have. I think the fitness, you know, it, it kind of leads into any, just any type of wellness for can really be physical fitness, financial fitness, spiritual fitness, anything really. I mean, a lot of people just have fitness cut and dry, but I just, so honestly, the idea from from a podcast just randomly, it just randomly came up, you know, I just kind of did a little looking into myself and I'm just like, I like a little bit of everything. I follow a lot of people on social media. I'm, in, I'm into new, I'm into nutrition. I'm into reading books about how, about how to invest in the stock market and be financially sound. And I'm really huge into mental health, especially nowadays, especially with COVID and the fact that, um, I'm not really allowed to go home right now because the DOD is on a, uh, travel ban understandably because you know they don't want the fighting force to get sick or anything so um yeah that's kind of how it became about i just kind of became aware of the world around me and i think that fitness has a broad definition very very broad definition that a lot of people it's more than just lifting and looking good in the mirror it's just being it's just being good and optimizing everything where is where is home for you where where did you grow up ocean city maryland Attention all financial advisors. In episode 15, we interviewed one of the top former financial advisors in America and now performance coach Ben Newman. Ben has recently created the Financial Advisor Academy, the ultimate education and coaching program focused on helping advisors increase their sales and build the mental toughness needed to maximize their potential and serve more clients. The Learn Lead Podcast and Ben Newman have partnered up to give you 33% off your potential subscription to the Financial Advisor Academy. I say potential because this is something that you have to apply for and get accepted into. If you're looking to take your business to the next level, I suggest you give this a shot. The link will be in the description of every podcast episode. And and as a financial advisor, guys, I utilize this every day, whether it's motivation, handling objections, closing deals, the Financial Advisor Academy has it all. Take advantage of this opportunity now. I got a question for you too. What What is your... And not to put you on the spot, what is your take on everything going on in our world right now, uh, politically and just um, socially, civilly, everything? Ah, uh, yes, I would. Yes, I was really hoping that we get to this point because I made it my life's mission for every guest I've had on my on my podcast that we talk about this for about ten to fifteen minutes at the end of each episode because what's going on is fucking important here. And yes, guys. So in case anybody hasn't noticed, um, I am half black myself. But I have not been exposed to any of this systemic racism growing up, thank God. But it's important that we just kind of sympathize and empathize this because I will tell you one thing. I was on somebody else's podcast the other day, and I'm not going to call this guy out because I'm, I'm, I'm not that type of person. But how ignorant can somebody be? They're just saying they didn't know I was African-American at the time. And they're like, wow, I find it very admirable that you're addressing this, even though you have no stake in it personally. So just think about that while I go over with what's wow. going on next. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I let him finish and then I DM'd him a picture of me and my mom and then he apologized, understandably. But I'm just like, OK, you know, that's why we have these conversations, because not everybody's you know familiar with this concept. 
So yes, guys, what's going on here has not been, you know, it's not something new. So you have the crowd noise of COVID-19. Everything's kind of settled down. We have the sporting events that aren't going on anymore. Everything that the Romans used to say were circus uh, events to keep the public's mind off of what's actually going on. So now you kind of see what's going on, right? You have injustice here, crisis in Yemen there. Um, you know, all this re- reform going on in the United States. And honestly, I, I I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. So a lot of people are kind of questionable about the Black Lives Matter movement because they think we're not keeping in touch with all lives matter. But think about it like this. So I'm going to frame it in a few ways here. So you can't really claim that all lives matter unless all lives matter equally. And right now, the demographic that's been that's been oppressed for a long time and hasn't really been and hasn't really been remedied is the African American community because there's been systems back in the day, and I challenge you guys to read stuff like the Red Line Laws and other things that systematically have been been set up for people of color to fail like the red line law just a little intro into that and, it, and it's on some people's deeds right now like what the hell uh a black person with good credit and good standing could not get a house back in the day we're talking about as far ba- as early actually when you think about it as 1954 and back because they're black like that's crazy and people wonder why so back then these neighborhoods used to fund schools and that's why you have bad schools, which turns into bad projects, which leads people to do petty crimes and drugs. So in case you guys didn't know, these projects didn't come out of nowhere. There's, I am a systems guy here with everything I do. So systemically, if we, if we have a system that brought us to this point, we need to make systems that gets us out of this point. And not, and uh, not just that, you probably shouldn't be racist as well. That, you know, that helps. <laughs> that, that, yeah, I think that definitely yeah, that helps. That helps a shit ton, actually. <laughs> So, yeah. So, guys, like, honestly, um, you know, it's in this country was built on racism and it's not bad to tell the next generation that because it was. But what's bad is whitewashing history in in like American history class, you know, not reading the challenging books like To Kill a Mockingbird. Like I read that growing up and then it just kind of vanished off the reading list nowadays. for people. You know, it's. It's hard to have these conversations because a lot of Americans are ashamed. The ones that aren't racist are ashamed of what happened. But the only way to fix it is to make it aware so it doesn't happen again. You know, that's just my personal take on things. And then other people are like, oh, people want to take down Confederate statues and, you know, change our culture. I'm like, guys, look, shit needs to change. Like, I'm sorry. So I'm kind of a history buff myself and. I believe we should keep a few of these monuments and statues around so we can teach people 500 years what, you know, this dark period of slavery that we went through. But guys, it, it, guys, it's okay to change your culture. You know, it's okay to not to listen to trap music while you're in the gym and it not say the N word 20 million times. Because quite honestly, if that's on your playlist, uh, the artist probably isn't that good if he doesn't have enough words to say. Mm. and it's not so um yeah I, I mean i can go on about this for days but my but my but my big point here is that we need to culturalize equality you know in everything we do it, it's always easy for somebody to make something dumb on instagram or tiktok or twitter but that's not is what's going to get the job here it's 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 not going to get the job done here 
So I just believe we just need to culturalize it. And that that means having those hard conversations at the dinner table. Do you know of a friend that's going through something? You know, stand up for this person. That's what happens when you love somebody. People forget how, how to love each other. You know, when, when you love somebody, then everything else just kind of fixes itself. You know, it's more than being just somebody's friends. When, when you love somebody, you stand up for them. When you love somebody, you're not afraid to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. So just think about it. Do you love your African-American counterpart e- enough to stand up for them in this time? That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to it because, you know, dr- the riding and breaking into Target really won't do anything, but loving somebody will do a shit ton. But, um, Absolutely. yeah, I can go on. Yeah, so I can go on for days, but, I, yeah, that's just my spiel on what's going on right now. Yeah, and I and I appreciate everything you said too. And I think, and I was going to have some follow up questions, and you kind of answered a couple of them on the way. I was going to ask you about. I think everybody's in agreement that racism is a terrible thing. It's it's systemically been ingrained in our society since America has come about, and even in other countries for longer than America has been established. When it comes to the rioting and things like that, I wanted to know your opinion on that. It seems like I kind of gauged that. Um, what is your opinion on just? the African-American culture as a whole inside of itself, what are some things that, you know, you can speak to about your culture that you think you'd like to see evolve and change inside of your culture, if anything at all? Yeah. So, yeah. So if I sound a little bit informal on this next part, please excuse me, but you know, everybody has to change fucking fix it. I remember, I remember, high school football and I, and you know what? And I was lucky. I went to a high school where, you know, nobody, there was no racial issues at all. You know, you had like, you had like a lot of Caucasian women with a lot of African American females and they have some, and now some of my counterparts have some mixed babies while they enjoy their mom and dad with some engineering jobs and some financial advisor jobs. So clearly it's not the quality of fucking someone's skin. But what we do need to fix, you know, we little things like I didn't realize that why we were doing our our own little segregation act for high school football where all the black people would sit in the back voluntarily. I'm like, I thought that Rosa Parks fixed this. And then I noticed in the African-American culture that a, a lot of people are dragging other blacks down for trying to get higher education. And I think that's a really bad, I think that's a really bad take. And then there's other little things like when somebody reads something or says something sophisticated, they're like, Oh my God, stop talking white. You know, we just need to stop. So both sides could fix a little bit, but honestly more leaning towards the side of people that are, systemically racist but it's also up to the african-american community to hold each other accountable and just and just improve so if i had to say it was like if i had to put it in a ratio it would definitely be you know 90 percent the systemic racist system and 10 percent the african-american community within itself the only thing that for me that, that is alarming is is the statistics on on black on black crime and, and 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 things in that world that's the only thing for me when i look at it and i'm like and I don't know this, this specific statistics. It's somewhere along lines of, I think it was like eighty percent of African American deaths take place, you know, black shooting blacks. Is that is that a statistic you heard? Or it, it's somewhere out there, and I've heard it thrown mm. around a lot. What's the what's the merit to that? What is the deal with that? You know, what's what's your take on that? I think it's there, very in a very minuscule amount, 
but I don't think it's nearly as bad as what the media or any reporting authority is saying. Because honestly, a, a lot of these studies that are have black on black crime, they're not peer re, they're not peer reviewed at all. Like I've been through a shit ton. There's been some pretty big fitness figures that have actually dispelled that. Like Jeff Nipper from Canada, Ontario, Canada, very scientific based research guy. He took a hundred of these studies and he's like, okay, I shouldn't even have read past the first page because none of these appear or peer reviewed. So in my eyes, anybody can write bullshit, but if there's no backing behind it, so it's there, don't get me wrong. It's there, Mm -hmm. but it's not nearly as big as people are saying. And I don't think that's the big problem at all. Yeah. I think that just speaks to the, uh, the fact that a lot of people don't do their own fact checking. And we see one article on Facebook and, uh, we formulate an opinion on it. And I mean, the media, whoever's trying to push the agenda definitely has a, uh, does a good job of doing so. But uh, so now transitioning away from that, we really appreciate your perspective on that. You being in Texas, Texas, I wanted to get the inside scoop. What's going on with the coronavirus? I heard there's a lot of spikes going on, possible quarantining coming up. The market's going to shit because of what's happening in Texas and Florida now. You mind speaking a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I noticed that you guys have a financial background, so please feel free, because quite honestly, I ha- I haven't been looking so much at the marketing trends, but I have been looking at the socioeconomically. So I can say, for a matter of fact, El-, El Paso is probably one of the worst cities in Texas. And you know it's bad when Dr. Fossey calls you out and he's like, hey, don't be these guys. I'm like, hey, that's where we live at. I- I'm famous right now. But uh, yeah, we have about... Mm, well above well above 4500 cases and El Paso with no sign of peaking which means uh we have not seen a decrease in active cases since this inception back in early March so f- for yeah so I'm trying to think yeah uh, well above 4500 cases we've had about 3000 plus recovered 111 I think actively infected and a few on ventilators but yeah, there's no, so they reopened, you know, it's so bad in Texas and El Paso that they, all the other cities were reopened at like 75% capacity and then they kept us on 50. As far as other cities are going, yes, I know there is a spike and Governor Abbott, the governor of Texas is thinking about putting on some restrictions, but not so bad to cripple the economy of Texas again. So that's as far as I know what's going on. As far as the stock market trends, I mean, as far as the economic trends, I really don't know what's going on right now. But I know that the layoffs that have happened, are sl- people are slowly starting to come back to those jobs. So maybe not as bad. But like I said before, I have not looked very deeply into the economic trend of what's going on in Texas. But I know there is a spike occurring as we speak. So now uh, let's talk a little bit about what else you do in terms, I know you were telling me that you got some other stuff going on in terms of what you're enthusiastic about and what is some side hobbies that you like to uh, enjoy on your free time. Do you mind diving into that? Yeah. And um, yeah, I'll just, I'll just, um, yeah, I just looked up actually, let me go back to that one point just real quick. So in the state of Texas, this was two days ago and I'm going right off the CDC. Uh, yeah, we had about mm, a little bit under 5,500 cases, new cases in Texas. That was considered an all-time high. So, uh, yeah, I can I can imagine uh, Mr. Greg Abbott's probably wants to rip his hair out right now. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave that there, and we'll talk about a little bit more positive things. Um, yeah, guys. So I'm very 
I'm very, very into trading because honestly, it keeps my mind level-headed. And whenever I have a good trading session, and when I mean training, I'm just talking about going to the gym. You know, everybody has their different flavor of fitness. It just kind of keeps me structured, kind of keeps my gears spinning for everything else that I do. So here's why you should go to the gym, right? There's various chemical reactions in your head that trigger intelligence when you work them out, you know, you, you, you have your parts of the brain, like the medulla and you have certain chemicals and you have certain inhibitors that activate that could help you solve complex problem sets rather than you just waking up and being stagnant. So that's a big part of why I exercise every single day as well, because uh, I can solve a lot more bigger problem sets at work or, you know, just working on coaching or working on podcasting when I have the juices flowing. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, just feel free to ask me anything specifically because I can go on a tangent on that all day long. But So you told me you were a coffee enthusiast. What is what entails in being a coffee enthusiast? How do you how do you select your coffee? I like coffee, but I just drink whatever's available. Oh, yeah. So one, you know, it's like an art form and I'm a big tequila enthusiast myself, but we can get into that later if you want to, of course. But um, yeah, you know, it's just like any type. It's just like any type of collector's hobbies, like people that collect cars. I'm trying to frame this in other ways, like people that collect cars or antiques or anything. You know, you you just look up particular blends and different flavors and then you just keep sampling them like I know I'm big into a uh, big into Latin American blends or Venezuelan blends because they have a certain taste to them rather than African blends and other things. But you never know unless you try. I mean, pretty much any authentic blend that isn't basic stuff like Falzers or any other of that watered down mess. How, yeah, many, so- how many cups? How many cups a day you drink? Mm, I try. I try to only have two because, uh, too much caffeine's bad, but when it hits the weekend and I'm not really doing anything, you know, that can change drastically. Um, they're saying anything higher than 500 milligrams um, is sort of detrimental to your health. So I try not to do that because I try and save room for the pre-workout as well. But um, yeah, I mean, if I see my favorite blend out there somewhere, you know, I'll, I'll just have a mail to my house or I'll go by, you know, sometimes the c- caffeine fiended me. You know, it just kind of takes over. Definitely, so. definitely uh, shoot me a text with some suggestions as well. Definitely try some stuff out. Oh, I wanted yeah. to, I wanted to ask for my, I guess my own sanity and see how we're doing on the marketing side. How did you come to find us and hit us up? I want to know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong on the marketing end of things to bring traffic into the site. I mean, so what I think you're doing right, and once again, you know, I like to use right ring loosely because we all have different techniques of doing everything. Um, this is my first time and the past few days I've been accepted to like almost a hundred of these podcast connection groups. And, you know, I think that's what you're doing, right? The only way to create content for other people is to network with other people. I mean, I I literally just got done having someone on my podcast that's, you know, into spirituality and, um, she's in Indonesia, but you know, I, I, I wouldn't find these people. Unless I went on these sites, you know, I, I have done some podcasts with some pretty big name people and it stresses me out because, you know, just the constant com- com- communication that I have to have and the planning and structure of some of my episodes. So I think when you can just come back down to earth with regular everyday people and, you know, everybody has an amazing story. I'm not trying to downplay you guys at all, but 
it's easier to have a conversation that kind of just ebbs and um, ebbs and flows. So I think what you guys are doing right is, you know, just hopping into other demographics and other forms of podcasting episodes and just being real authentic. And that's all that anybody can ask for, really. I mean, who I mean, who likes an overly structured conversation? Nobody, you know, people want to hear the raw and authentic story. 100 percent, man. What is what is to come for Chris? Hmm. Well, I know I know for a fact that I will not be doing 20 years in the army, but I will I will be either be going reserves pretty soon. And I want to either I want to figure out where I want to move at. I definitely want to get my master's degree in exercise science and I want to get my real estate license. And, you know, I just want to I just want to live in an uncomfortable zone. You know, I'm 24 and now plenty of fight left. You know, I just want to broaden my horizons. You know, I've I've done I've done what I needed to do in the army. You know, I, I'm not ashamed whatsoever because a lot of people don't raise their right hand and then they go on Facebook and then they talk shit about, oh, yeah, I would have punched a drill sergeant if I joined the military or anything like that. And probably would never join even if they got drafted, which would never happen. But that's just a perspective. Yeah, you know, um, life's always on adventure. I'm just ready to start over new freaking somewhere again and see what friends I can meet and see what circle I can make and see what investments I can have and see what impacts that I can that I can have with other people. And I know that wherever I'll be going next, I'll be running and I'll be lifting on my spare time as well. So that's something that God that God's gifted to me. And I don't take that very lightly. Do you see yourself more on the entrepreneurial side of things? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um me having more spare time, um, hopefully within the upcoming year, you know, it'll give me a chance to, you know, time's our biggest currency here. So it'll give me time to formulate new ideas and test new things out and maybe get to bed a l- little bit earlier after I've used my time in the middle of the day. And uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely want to, I definitely want to try that out. I definitely want to keep building this podcast because so far it's going great. You know, having having brand loyalty to whatever I decide to do will definitely be one of the hardest things to build. So, yeah, I can't. I started podcasting January. Can't wait to see what next January looks like on the analytics side. But uh, to answer your question, yes, that's awesome, man. I'm really excited for you, and uh, really happy we were able to network and collaborate for something. And definitely going to be tuning more into the Athleisure Podcast. Everyone, do that. Uh, Chris, talk to us about how we can follow you how our listeners can uh, get to hear your content and continue this journey with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I use Instagram very sparingly, but, you know, since I'm a photographer, I'm going to start using it more. Just got to get my Sony a7 III skills up a little bit better. Um, yeah, please follow me on Instagram, um, underscore Chris, underscore Gonzalez. But most importantly, uh, please go to on. So my podcast is the only podcast that actually has this uh, unique name. I actually looked that up. So sometimes um, you'll go on a podcast and somebody else's podcast will have part of your name in there. But I found that pretty cool. So this will probably be the first thing that pops up. So, yeah, go on iTunes and subscribe and actually leave me a review if you like what you hear to athleisure and i'll just spell that out because some people you know it, it it's all good you know sometimes 
That's that's not a word that you hear. In fact, I don't think it's a word in Webster's. So that's going to be a a t h l e i s u r e. And uh, yeah, I I will be your podcast host and just uh, welcome to my world. And hopefully, you find something that actually helps you out because I've done everything from how music impacts your workout to you know how to properly set up a business through my through mind mapping i've had yes about that i've had the red power ranger i've had photographers i've had powerlifting world champions i've had pretty much i've had pretty much anybody so if there's something that you need some free chicken on it's probably on my podcast and i and i am here to help you go check it out guys obviously we're really excited that you listen to our podcast but we want you guys to listen to the people that we have on if they have podcasts we want to support everyone in our network as well Chris, really appreciate you taking the time and uh, shooting the shit with us for about 30 minutes. Great value. Really excited to have connected with you. And it seems like you got a lot going on and we're really excited for the future, what, what that has to hold for you. Oh, yeah, guys. So thanks for so thanks for having me. But let me ask you guys, what's next for you guys? Landon, you want to take it away, bro? Sure, man. Um, I'd say for this podcast, it, our goal is to continue to do what we're doing. Uh, we want to get on YouTube and, and 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 structure in some video editing and, and doing some more digital media marketing and things like that. We just onboarded someone, uh, Eddie Eddie Cosgrove, is doing our marketing now, so we're ramping up. Uh, we've seen growth, you know, on an upward trend for sure since we started back in what was it, Tony, February? Yeah, I think I think you linked up with Eddie. I think Eddie was the one that responded to you, Chris, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, and yep, he's very, very professional and very good guy, yes. Yeah, awesome. really excited to, to have partnered with him because it's just the marketing side of things is just not something that we are too passionate about. I know it's yeah. necessary and I know <laughs> it's huge for growth, but it, it just is what it is. You know, the, the, the time and knowledge and desires just isn't there for us on that side of things. So it's great to have someone that really shares that vision and sees where we want to go and is willing to do free work that he's doing well, he's that work is definitely uh worth a, a lot of money to uh some some of these marketing companies they uh they charge out the wazoo so really grateful for that other than that man i mean what any any people that you're partnering up with for your podcast um no but i need to start considering at the rate that it's growing but i mean i, I don't like to be transparent i don't know too much about the marketing side so i so i need to learn yeah all right cool man and we'll uh we'll keep on chatting we'll talk a little bit more uh strategy if you ever wanted to and we'll just keep on building our network together and really excited we connected man thanks so much for coming on oh yeah Tuning in to the Learn Lead Podcast, where you get to own your life. 
Stay tuned for our future guests coming soon. Make sure to like and subscribe.